0: Hey, this is something that we've wanted to try. And we finally, we've started to find a true connection to what we're talking about. Like this whole idea of this podcast is exploring the experience of sport. And
1: hopefully you're growing while you're engaging your passion. You know, regardless of whether you're doing 12 minutes on a 2K. Right. That'd
2: be pretty hard for me right now. Because
0: you are still that much slower. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of rowing. That's what I keep coming back to. The experiences are the same, but incredibly. The same? Right.
0: Uh, welcome back listeners it. of the Corona series. Um, we are here with the three OGs once again. We're missing our good friend Daniela, but props to Daniela for presenting her dissertation uh, this week. So we're very proud of her and can't wait to get her back. But we have Nickly Parker coming to us live from New York City. We have Ryan Sparks is sitting in Sun in New Mexico, Santa Fe, and I'm Katie Lane uh, coming to you from West Hartford, Connecticut. Um, one of the things that we've talked about and thought about over the past couple of weeks as we started this, you know, our original intent was to have fun. It was to give people a resource to listen to for comedic humor, just to, like as a meaning of, um, a, like resource for important information for those juniors out there that are kind of struggling, the collegiate athletes too that are struggling with the loss of their season. But what we've discovered is that this, this platform provides so much of a greater opportunity than, than just bigger than uh, coming together for fun. Um, what we are evolving this into and the direction that we want to take with this is certainly talking about experience and letting this grow out of you know COVID-19 and letting this grow out of the Corona series. But like we'll probably keep that title just because that's how we started it. Um, but we want to talk about the growth of the sport through experience. And the way that we're going to do that is certainly by sharing our opinions, like you've already heard, but that we're also going to bring different people on different people with different backgrounds, coaches with different experiences, coaches with, you know, um, different skill levels. Like you, we want you to hear the differences and also the similarities between everybody and what unites us in this community. So some weeks you'll hear, from people from guest speakers sometimes it'll be just us sometimes we'll have kind of more direct themes but the the overarching presence that we want to have here is that we want you to hear experience in the rowing world because it's truly a unique experience unlike any other sport I think we would all agree with that um, and we want to be able just to continue to share our stories um, so I mean that being said if there's anything that you as a listener want to hear more of, or, you know, learn more about whether it's, you know, experience from different countries or the transition phases from different levels of being a rower, being a competitive athlete, like by all means, you know, shoot us a message. Um, and we can certainly take that in consideration for future episodes, but for today, what we're really going to think about is what, what does the word experience mean to each of us? Um, it's like the idea of asking coaches what, does, what defines success or what defines winning. But what you'll hear from today is going to be you know pretty short, but also interesting. But what does the word experience mean to us? Ryan, when you, when you think of experience, what's like the knee-jerk reaction?
1: So for me, I mean, this is a gigantic topic. It is... Like
0: two words, like under, like oh first word.
1: Um.
2: definition definition huh? and um, evolution all right yeah nick what about you
0: first couple words observation my... observation
2: participation
0: participation okay or er, nick if Give me the first word that comes to your mind after I say this
2: engagement understanding. I think that's really when i when i say when I think about engagement, I think it's like the understanding um, that there's so much happening and that there's so many things going on um, and that you get to be a part of it so being engaged is kind of this like bigger idea of like I get to connect to all these different things. That's my that's my gut reaction. I feel like I I I can turn this pretty quick into a few different directions.
0: All right what would be the most obscure direction that you could turn it into? So again for those keeping score we're working off of engagement. Nick gave us his first answer but Nick what's the unconventional answer that you might be sitting on?
2: The, The unconventional answer Uh, The unconventional answer is the most engaged that I have ever seen anyone in rowing ever is watching two incredibly dedicated masters rowers who love rowing. They are at the boathouse all the time. They are on the dock and they disagree about something and fireworks go off i mean they are into it they are passionate about it they have staked their claim in the ground no one is going off the dock until somebody gives in and submits to the other person that they are right this is how you row this is what it should be like this is what is happening you are wrong and when you see this from an outsider's perspective it's beautiful And it's a disaster, and you are cringing on the inside. You are so uncomfortable, but you're also like, I wanna know who's gonna win. I wanna know what's gonna happen. And when I think about engagement, these people are engaged in the sport incredibly narrowly sometimes, but it also means that they have this wild passion for what they're doing a passion that we don't see often in the world, and we don't see often in adults. I remember watching my parents as kids. They had things they really enjoyed, but never the way I've seen a couple Masters rowers go at it when they disagree about rowing. It's incredible.
0: If you saw it as a junior athlete, would you want to recruit that
2: junior athlete? No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Too much passion? Or like, where, where do we draw the line in that?
2: Uh, everything is context-dependent, heavily context-dependent. That's a common <laughs> answer, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Where you draw the line. Um, you know, if you really believe something, I love that they're willing to go to bat for it. I love that. They're like, look, I really feel this way. And so no Nick, or no whoever, or no Sally, or, you know, I can see them sitting there and going, listen, Karen. And then going into their opinion, right? Um, it doesn't even matter if the person's name is Karen at that point, they're just going, listen, Karen. And suddenly the person becomes Karen. This is how like crazy nicknames get started. Um, I mean, there was the ever shit up.
0: present uh, reference in bridesmaids, get your shit together. Or, that was Carol. That was Carol, Carol. That was
2: Karen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Karen fan. Mm, okay. I call you Karen right. No uh, right. Don't get yeah.
0: on the next shit list. Get called Karen. You know, Ryan, for you, when Karen you- Karen list. Of, get on the Karen list. <laughs> um, Ryan, when you think of experience, when somebody's rich with experience or, you know, they're seasoned or they're experienced, what, what do you think that what do you think that looks like? You know, does that, does that require- more of a like a quantitative like you can measure that in years or a qualitative where does your mind go
1: i would say that i mean you don't need i mean time is isn't a factor in experience but so is contrast uh in perspective contrast and perspective so you know that's to say like we were talking before about what we felt defining our our defining experiences in the sport were were, which to be honest, I think we could all probably fill a fair amount of time talking about, um, which is maybe why we're so interested in it. Um, but for me, I mean, I think the reason it's of so so much interest to me is is because rowing has effectively a variety of different, heavily contrasted rowing experiences have helped me to find myself. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and there are people with with far more years and far more experiences in the sport who are out there. Um, but that's to say, you know, I think it takes that contrast of perspective and and different experiences in the sport to really kind of hone in on what you love about the sport. If you, I mean, you might be really geared and passionate about, say, cooking or fly fishing or something like that, and and if it, it's presented to you and you're made to do it in a particular way um, you may love it that way or you may hate it that way even if you are naturally geared to the actual thing itself so taking you know the responsibility for defining your experience into your own hands I think is an extremely necessary part of pursuing anything passionately and artistically and and being able to grow from that
0: if experience was a person or say a superhero and they had a sidekick to me i would say experience and then passion i think those two really go hand in hand because what you can find is that the in my opinion the way that i see it the most fulfilling experiences that i've ever had is when you know, I or somebody that I was uh, experiencing things with were very passionate about something. You know, doesn't have to be just winning, but you know, when when you're that passionate to you know seek out something or you know stay up until 3 a.m. in the morning to watch a meteor shower, right? Like you're investing that much time, you're passionate about something. If Nick, I'll pose it to you. If experience was a superhero. what what, or who would be their sidekick?
2: If experience was a superhero. um, I'm partial to Wonder Woman on all things superheroes related. I mean, she's amazing. Um, But if experience was a, a superhero. I'm thinking
0: like Batman and Robin, like a duo. Maybe we don't even have to reference them as like superheroes, but.
2: Nah, I hear you. I just like Wonder Woman. Uh, if someone is heavy into the experience and i hear you say there's a passion
1: about it Mm -hmm. not a mild interest but a passion
0: to the folks out there listening on apple podcast nick has a very pensive look on his face we'll narrate
2: it step by step yeah this this is a prime example of what experience gives you, which is when you don't have the answer, don't say anything. (laughs) And so when I hear about experience, I think there is experience. I think there's a lot of things that can go with it, but I'll return to for for each individual, what makes that experience valuable is going to be a little bit different. Because I think there are some people where passion is beautiful, but it's not going to make the experience meaningful. Mm -hmm. And there are other people where there's going to be some element they can add to what they're doing that makes it. And I hear that's what you're saying. And that's what you're asking me. And I'm saying, I think there are so many things that I can't settle on one. And I wouldn't want to. Because I feel like if I did, for me, it would be depriving someone else of that sidekick they need. And I think that's our goal as coaches. How do we find out what you need to go along with this experience? Because it's not the same for every athlete. Every athlete needs something different. Every, the program has to in, create something different, the boathouse, the community, whatever it is. You're creating this thing to go along with the experience and you have to do it in such a way that it's complementary even when it changes from individual to individual. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of rowing. That's what I keep coming back to. The experiences are the same but incredibly different.
1: We we see a lot of coxswains in the counseling practice who are looking for the right the right fit with the with the college coach in terms of who they want to be as a coxswain in college and how coxswains are treated in one program or another. Um, and yet what we find makes a good coxswain, you know, after looking at any number of Olympic coxswains is that they're very adaptable human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they typically want guidance from, you know, as many coaches as they can get it. They, they filter that feedback. And then they, um, they adapt it to whatever coach they're working with that day such that they're finding the bones of the structure. As Peter Veersum says, like no coach wants you to put the blade in backwards. So it's, it's just about finding the familiar. Yeah, exactly. Except for Nick. Um, Hey guys, come on, be nice. So it's about (laughs) finding that familiar territory, but the gift is that the perspective that coxswains are able to gain from having multiple experiences enables them to adapt more quickly and therefore succeed in, in, the environments they enter into, um, which it's really on them to do given their place in the sport. Um, you know, so I will say some coaches are nicer to coxins than others, but that's to say like, you know, ultimately my answer to that question would be perspective because ultimately like perspective, you don't know what good food is unless you've tasted, you know, 200 types of food. And then one really comes out, you know, to you, mm-hmm. otherwise, like, how is it? How are you going to tell whether if the first meal you ever really consciously had was a three-star Michelin's, you know, restaurant? Like, I don't think anybody would care. I don't think you would care. You you wouldn't know any difference.
0: Right. I think Ryan, you brought up a good point about Coxins right? Like, we do talk about the idea of experience. How much experience do you have in a competitive environment, or how much experience have you had, just even sitting in a boat? But I think something to note as well is that experience always, or doesn't always have to be positive, right? It can be certainly negative. So with coxswains, like if you run your boat into a bridge, right? And you break it and you end up like all floating in the river, right? Like that's an experience that you were a part of. And it's also an experience that you should learn not to drive your boat in the middle of the river as just like the, or into a bridge, just like the coach, depending on the flow, if it's the coach's fault, right? The coach is going to learn from that experience that, all right, you know, going out when it's over 20 knots, like that's not ideal. Um, but I think when it comes to development in any facet, in any capacity, any perspective, like we can certainly learn from all types of experience. Like it, I think experience is certainly a neutral term, unless it's categorized as like that produced, you know, high positive emotional feelings or negative feelings or consequences, but. I think that idea of coxswains, especially and, and rowers as well, people as well, that we can learn from every experience.
1: I also think that there's a huge divide in the sport in terms of like perspective on you know that argument that Nick was talking about between masters athletes. Um, some clubs really have their themselves sorted out fairly to where there's a, a little bit more of a laid back vibe. Um, that's a much to be honest, more relaxing place to to row uh at times than other clubs that have an incredible amount of, of drama and politics. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I, I would say that for Masters, perspective on that, um, and how that works happens, you know, by word of mouth. Um, but that's it's difficult. Um and it's not something a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about because each kind of local club uh board is in their own situation um but the disconnection and the disparity between that perspective is what creates the damage and i'll say like the same is true you know in the junior scene in the us and that because we lack a structured uh coaching education system that uh, that is uh really thoughtful as to onboarding of new athletes um junior experiences very significantly in terms of onboarding at a mega club like a Sarasota um, or, you know, onboarding with a team of four people and one boat. Um, and yet what's interesting is the sport still holds people's attention. Like that, those kids on, on that team of four people still love rowing. It's just difficult for them to gain the same level of fun from the sport because of the resources and access they have to an understanding of different experiences in the sport. And that, um, I don't know if it's like, the, it's like
2: I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to stop you. I don't know if that's completely accurate, but I think you're onto something. I think often they don't have the same experience because usually there aren't the resources or the coaches or the mentors or the guidance that's really necessary. But in a group of four with someone who is really investing in them, they may have the same or a better experience because of the the shift. It Mm -hmm. will be different, but I think you've hit the nail on the head, which is that part part of the problem that I do see in rowing is that despite so many coaches' best efforts, not everyone, and I count myself in this, not everyone has enough information that we've been able to pull together as a group to say, okay, these are the things that really help that experience be incredibly meaningful and valuable and contribute to our sport. We get most of them just because we've been around, but it does explain so much of the variance you meant. So I think you're onto something. But I think the opportunity to do more is actually right on the other side of this thin imaginary line that we're so close to crossing over Mm -hmm. and that I hope happens in the sport as it really does continue to grow.
0: What do you, I'm gonna take it in this direction. Do you think that we're gonna be any closer or further away from crossing that imaginary line that coming out of quarantine, where people have got to be so connected, you know, talking about information gathering, they've had to be innovative in whatever it may be, training, staying in touch, communication, et cetera. In your opinion, are we gonna be closer to crossing that line or further away?
2: I think we're gonna be closer. Um, but I'm going to say that. we're We're going to be closer because coming out of this, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of instability. There's going to be a lot of shifts. But I think there's a lot of people who are going to say, "You know, this is also an opportunity. And because I think there are some really good conversations happening, not just within rowing but across sport in general at the moment, and the value of it and the value of social interaction, I think we have some great leaders in our sport who are thinking about this and people who are talking about it. And it's one of the reasons I really enjoy chatting with you guys, because I I know you care about the sport in these very meaningful ways. And I think we'll be closer, although I think it will be very hard. And I think that's a good thing. That struggle is what's gonna really help push the sport towards making sure we're there and we start taking care of each other in even more powerful ways than we have. Mm
0: Ryan, do you get that? Nick Nick likes talking to us. Did you, you hear him say that? He actually likes this.
1: I actually I added that I added that part record, out right. For the record, I also want to say that you're probably right, and I'm probably wrong in terms of the direction that I took the the four the team of four versus the team of of you know forty or eighty or whatever it is. Um,
0: Ryan just self-reported. So Nick, for those counting at home, Nick's, Nick Nick won. Uh, Ryan zero. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, I just, I think perspective lends ability to consider, um, how the sport works best for you, what it, how it can best be geared to give you what you're looking for from it. Um, and that enables you to further utilize the sport in your own growth, in your own, um, engagement of your passion as well as hope and hopefully you're growing while you're engaging your passion you know regardless of whether you're doing 12 minutes on a 2k right
2: that'd be pretty hard for me right now because you are still that much slower uh it's just it's been it's been a long year um i think all of these things are, are are really, really important to the direction of where we're going, and it's not that you're wrong, Ryan. I think it goes to just show how much experiences vary and how little things can change experiences and what they mean to people by a lot and our our job as coaches or as other leaders in the sport, no matter how we're involved, is to make sure that those experiences have the things necessary so that they are meaningful and they are positive, and they are impactful and they reach out and they do something more. And I think that's actually one of the, there are positives to the American system. One of the struggles that I, I often hear as well, you know, you, you learned to row in an eight, you don't get these like small boat experiences. And I think there's absolutely some merit to that, but on the flip side, one of the most important things you have to learn right away when you're learning to row in an eight in the American system is that I have to make adjustments for the group. I'm at my best when I'm focused on the other eight people in this boat. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm actually at my best. That's when the boat is actually at their best. When I'm actually doing something for them, when I'm giving to them, when I'm creating this incredible effort in a race for them. That's actually when you're at your best. And I think that's one of the cool things that we're gonna be able to hear when we get to talk to some other people from different places. We're gonna to get to see like, man, these people are at their best and when are they at their best? And how do those experiences wind wind up for them and how do they change them and what does it mean?
1: One one subject I would like to explore, I don't know whether people I think, you know. So we're looking at experience in the sport, you know, from here out with this, with this podcast. And yeah, I think it would be of interest to talk a, a little bit about, since all three of us have coached on the Ivy League level, what it is to be a rowing coach in the Ivy League. You know, I don't think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, understanding of, from an inside perspective of of how that feels or how that that might be different for each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it would be very interesting for some uh, for some folks to understand what it is to be on that side of the sport. Mm-hmm um versus you know what it is to be an international uh level coach or an olympic coach versus what it is to be a struggling you know to, to have a team and and um to really have to work work at it and probably maybe be, be putting more work in than some of the people that i just mentioned at least in so far as as what you're trying to get done but hopefully just trying to get you know people on the water mm-hmm.
2: um
1: you know, so I think that there's there's that to, to look at, as well as the collegiate student-athlete experience, as well as what it is to row at a good master's club, as um, or a, a very difficult one. I think we can explore some negative experiences as well, um, hopefully to the benefit of our users or our listeners. Um, we'll go from there.
0: I agree. I think that, you know, stay tuned for, you know, all types of experiences. Um, Because after all, you know, and maybe they're going to argue, but, um, experience shapes who we are. We're all like unique. We've all had different experiences, whether or not we've done the same task and experienced it or felt it differently. But I think what, what's exciting is that everybody that comes on this podcast, again, whether it's the four of us, whether it's, you know, guests that we bring on, um, I think the the hope and the intent is that people can find ways to relate and connect back. Um, So signing off for now, stay tuned for your future podcast next week. I think we've got a guest coming on. Uh, We're going to keep you in suspense on who that is until next week. But for right now, um, we are the Corona crew signing off on episode five.
2: Katie, Katie broke up Katie.
1: Katie froze uh, with with signing out the left. <laughs> Good night I
0: all my shoulder. <laughs>